Hello, and welcome to Golden Shower of Hits. Today on the podcast, the boys will review Kendrick Lamar's third album, To Pimp a Butterfly, released in 2015. I feel about Kendrick Lamar the way Mike feels about Bob Dylan. Great tunes, incredible lyrics, but I just can't get past his voice. He's the only rapper that I wish used autotune. So, I am not recording in the champagne room right now because while I was at work, the breaker blew out there. No! But to get to the breaker, you have to go to the basement to flip the, you know... Right. Flip the breaker. We blow, you know, pop the fuse. Yeah, yeah. And, um... You know, there's fucking two feet of snow buried up around it, around the entry point. So, oh, you don't um, have basement access from inside your house? No, gotcha. Um, well, that sucks. <laughs> so it was a scramble to get this to get everything my like mobile rig set up in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a, maybe a little bit more ambient noise. I'm not eating any candy or anything this today. <laughs> yeah, Rudy noticed that last week. <laughs> um. I'm glad. I was kind of bummed that nobody else did. Oh, I did. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so loud in my headphones. Like, <laughs> of course, I noticed. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's it just. I always think it's funny when you do it. So <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's like talking to me on the phone. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I remember you did a, a Couchriffs commercial for. I feel like it was something serious like drunk driving or, you know, it was like a PSA and you're just like <laughs> rolling around a fucking Werther's in your mouth as you're like <laughs> telling people not to drink and drive. <laughs> totally cracked me up. It's such an uncle move. such a grandpa move. Yeah, it's great. It's not even Loved an uncle it. move. It's like probably a butterscotch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Werther's original, baby. <sighs> well, I'm glad you're able to, uh, you got things up and running. I made it happen. It's midnight here, you know. Yeah. And I, I just got home from work. Oh, it's fine. It's it's a treacherous drive back at night normally. Right. And it's a little icy, but typically speaking, the roads are way better maintained here than on the West Coast. Like, you know, it snows in Portland or Seattle. Right. And yeah. It's just fucking... Yeah, it shuts the city Armageddon. down if there's like half an inch of snow. Not yeah. even half inch. Like there's like flurries and it's like a dusting. There's a run on the grocery store and stuff. It's it's insane here. So. But the sketchy thing is the deer are still out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you know your breaking power is diminished because you know right. you slam right. on the brakes on an icy road or you know potentially icy. Right. You just you know it's not <laughs> it's not going to go great. Yeah. It's not going to go great. It's funny. One of my biggest, and I've never done this, but one of my biggest fears is hitting a fucking deer with my car. <laughs> like it, you, when I lived in the Midwest, I had deer whistles on my front bumper and stuff. You know, like, I, I hit one within the first month of buying my new truck. Oh, you're kidding. No. Oh my God. It was awful. I feel like I saw a video where it, uh, like a deer, like a guy hit a deer and it went through the windshield, but it was still alive and it was like kicking them and stuff. Maybe it was just a police <laughs> report I read, but yeah, that's just like horrifying to me. You know? so. There was that thing circulating around that was, a, you know, it was supposed to be the guy calling 
calling the police. Oh, is that what and it he, was? And he thought he had. He thought the deer was dead. That, that's right. That's but right. But it, it was just knocked out, and it came <laughs> to just started going apeshit. Oh, I think God. it was a fake, though. I don't know. Right, I right. can't be. You know who yeah. fucking knows? What? What? Hey, Jamie. What the fuck do I know? Right? What the fuck do I know? Exactly. Seriously. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Also, I had to update something in order to fucking use my computer when I got home. Oh, was and, it loopback? I got a notification to update loopback. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not today. Yeah, it was some kind of weird loopback thing, and then. I couldn't log into my Skype account, so I had to oh, fucking. No. <laughs> I have this pet peeve about, um, you know, having to do new passwords because yeah. I don't trust Passkey. Okay, yeah. Um, and you know, all my first four tries were like, you ca- you can't use a previous password. Right. I'm like, right. well, I tried all those logging in this time. Yeah. Like, what do you? What the fuck, man? <laughs> uh. So then I, I finally did it, and then they made me go through all of the variables. Yeah, it was just, I just want you to know, I've, I've been through it to get to get here. <laughs> I appreciate it. The listener, I want to be here. The listener clearly, appreciates it. <laughs> clearly, I want to be here. Well, I'm glad um, you're here. Can I tell you about my drive home? Yeah. All right. Now, here's the thing. This is going to be a little bit of a spoiler alert. Okay. For about the album? Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. Interesting. Unlike Kid A, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I was curious what people like about this record. Yeah, because but, well, because the way I remember it, right? Yeah, and maybe I remember it wrong. That's <laughs> absolutely <laughs> possible, right? Uh, pretty common. But the way I remember it is that in 2015, this record was on the top of every fucking, you know, end of the year best of list. Right. That's what I remember. Yeah. I remember them talking about it on NPR. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking exactly. That's what I remember. I remember NPR and KEXP and all of these stations going absolutely ape shit for this record right like it was the fucking the fucking bee's knees yeah right and i remember trying it then and uh-huh. being like huh. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah i mean i guess you know i don't check in on hip-hop as much as i probably should oughta because i know that there's some great hip-hop but i just feel like at the time i felt like well, I mean, the bar must be pretty low if this is the fucking greatest thing. Right, right. And this week has been no different. Really? <laughs> I fucking It's not that I I won't I won't say that this album is not good. Right. You know, but it is so overrated that that I have, you know, what I realize about myself this week. This has been a very, this is a good, been a good growth. <laughs> right. <laughs> like listening to this has been great <laughs> for my personal growth. Because what I realize is all those years of me feeling like I had some sort of fucking hick inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. And that if I, like I needed to like what other people liked. Yeah. Like this album, people went ape shit for and it's fucking I don't think it's good. I don't think it's great. Right. And I and that is okay. 
But I will tell you, I called five people on my drive home. Mm-hmm. Five people that I I went through and I was like, who of my friends listen to NPR and KEXP and and could potentially like hip hop or do like hip hop? And every person I asked said, I've never listened to it. I've never listened to that record. <laughs> right, right. Which leads me to believe that Maybe people are just full of shit. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. We're, you know, we're we're talking about a small cross section of like five people from my yeah. phone, you know. Right. But we're talking about five people who, you know, you and I remember the NPR thing the same. Yeah. Like NPR went crazy for this record. And here's the goddamn thing. I don't think NPR would go crazy for it if it was released this year. Or maybe they would. I mean, fuck. He's rapping about the same shit that NWA rapped about. Right. And maybe I don't get that. But I I appreciated NWA doing it. Yeah. It's funny. One of my my first note is, this is no NWA or public enemy. (laughs) No, no, it's not. Yeah. But I mean, there are things about the production that I actually like but most of it i don't yeah it's funny my other thing says uh the worst part of this uh i would really like this record if kendrick lamar wasn't on it (laughs) 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 like the production (laughs) is great the first song uh i'm like oh he's just ripping off parliament right and then yeah exactly yeah and which you know hey if you're gonna rip somebody off Fucking, you could do a lot worse than Parliament. Um, Absolutely. And then after, uh, you know, because uh, albums, I'm well, all albums, especially albums I'm unfamiliar with, I don't read about the album or read any reviews or interviews or anything about the record before we listen to it. Like before I listen to it, I just listen to it and and take it in at face value. Right. And um, after, you know reading the album, I discovered that George Clinton's on that first song. So I'm like, okay, that that makes way more sense. (laughs) Right. I didn't realize that was actually George Clinton. I was like, wow, this, they really are biting George's rhymes. Right, right, right. So. Wait, here's the thing. I, I, I I like this album a lot better when it was called Stankonia. I unfortunately don't get that reference. It's an outcast record that came out 15 years before this. Okay. <laughs> and it's fucking incredible. And I think that the Childish Gambino album that came out less than a year after this, like dabbles in a lot of the same things stylistically. And and people went apeshit for that. And I love that record. Yeah, I never listened to that record, but I heard this single a bunch of times, uh, This Is America. And that was amazing. <laughs> like, that was blown That was a that. later yeah. record. Okay. Yeah, but so that's, and and because I like both of those albums that sort of like loosely bookend this album, mm-hmm. I wanted to know what people liked about it. And nobody fucking, no one that I called listened, <laughs> had ever listened to it. Yeah. They were like, I don't even know what that is. Well, didn't he win a Pulitzer Prize for this record or his next record or something like that? No, what are you fucking talking about? I'm talking about him winning a Pulitzer Prize for one of his records. No. Yep. Let's look it up here. Uh, How do you win a Pulitzer Prize for for rhyming fuck with get my nut? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Because 
I'm sorry. I'm, I can't believe I've never been nominated. Uh, let's see. Kendrick Lamar becomes the first rapper to win uh, the Pulitzer Prize. This is 2018. Uh, he won it for the album Damn, which is his 2017 album. The album after. Yeah. I mean, there is there are a lot of motherfuckers on this album. Here's yeah. the thing. I, and so, you know, like I said, I think that the the production is cool. It's like a lot of it is great. Some of the beats I don't like didn't they're dis really disjointed and I couldn't I couldn't get I couldn't get it. I couldn't get with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of my other notes is uh as popular as hip hop is, you'd think they could afford some better sounding drum sets. <laughs> Eesh. Some of those kicks and snares sound real bad on hip hop records, and this uh, this one's no different. Well, I think they're decidedly different. Yeah, because they are coming from a tradition of drum machines, of drum right? machines. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this is a crusty old punker <laughs> complaining about you know, right. drum machines. So this. This album is on the 500 greatest albums of all time on in Rolling Stone, yeah. which just further cements my opinion on Rolling Stones. <laughs> right. It's 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 pretty high up on the list too, isn't it? It's like 19 or something, isn't it? No, fuck you. No, I, I'm serious. Get the fuck out of here. Are you? S- <laughs> Let's see. Bimpa butterfly. Where is this fucking list? This I just. I just want someone to tell me what is what about the record is great. Right. You know, it, it's funny that you say that. So uh, when the first time um, I listened to it, I listened to it in the car with my wife. We were driving to her parents. And um, after we came back, I really liked the production of the record. Like a lot of the sounds are great. Um, you know, it, it's like I said, the worst part of the record is Kendrick Lamar. Right. He. Right seems to sing off key a bunch. His voice in general is not great to listen to. Um, yeah, I don't like his, I mean, I think some of his flow is interesting and good, but right. I don't like his voice either. And I don't, uh, yeah. So what I was saying was like, I would like this album if there was no lyrics to it. Like I would enjoy the production. And, instrumental. And the music. Yeah. As instrumental, I think I would, this would get a full letter grade higher from me at you know when i give it at the end of the show and my wife is a hip-hop fan you know she's into that dirty south rap or whatever from the 90s and 2000s so she you know i so i you know we pull up in the driveway we stop the car and and i said to her i'm like i don't understand how is this any different other than production uh any different than a, a dude selling cds out of this trunk at the winco parking lot you know what I mean? Like he, he doesn't sing on beat. Like are his lyrics better? Like the content of his lyrics? Like I literally don't understand why this guy made it and other people aren't. Right. You know what I mean? Because, um, you know, if you get signed, you get assigned producers and all that stuff who are fantastic, Dr. Dre and you know, whatever. Uh, and they do all the back end shit and it's just your job to write the lyrics and rap over the top of it. But you know, if your voice isn't that great, and, you know, I know that singing offbeat is a thing in hip hop, which drives me crazy. I can't, it, it just, I don't get it. Like, um, so, you know, that, that judgment is thrown out the window because that's not a, 
a thing. It doesn't matter that you're singing off beat. You know what I mean? So like, what is the difference between Kendrick Lamar and a dude selling CDs out of his trunk other than luck? Like I, I, I literally don't get it. And she said flow, which <laughs> that's v- vague. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm like, okay. All right. Okay, Becky. Like, I, I literally don't know what you mean. What does flow mean? Like, cause he's not on beat, you know? And it's not like he's, um, I, I just, I just, I don't get it. And, and you know, that's the thing. I'm a 46 year old crusty punk white rocker dude you know this music isn't for me and so for for me to be like oh this album sucks it's not for me you know what i mean so i had a hard time getting through this record man it took me three days to get through the first listen of this record because it's 118 minutes long (laughs) it's so long i listened to it four full times oh god you're a better man than i am i made it through two times um let me let me read something to you really quick. Uh, I just lost it because that's how much I care. <laughs> yeah, he was number ni- nineteen on the Rolling Stone list. So go back Rolling to that. of the year or of ev- ever? The album was ranked nineteenth on Rolling Stone's updated list of the five hundred greatest albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I haven't said it before, whoever I mean. <laughs> I won't say fuck Rolling Stone, but whoever updated that list, fucking you're, you are canceled. Like <laughs> fucking absolutely fuck you. Yeah. Absolutely. It's pretty bad. Uh, here's what some asshole said uh, in the Chicago Tribune. He said that um, Lamar takes familiar musical tropes into new territory. Now, I mean, just listening, like, the the good parts of this record are not taking familiar tropes. The good parts of this record are fucking heavy lifts, you know? They are, yeah. like, whatever. When Motley Crue made, when Motley Crue made Too Fast for Love, you know, <laughs> uh, people could have gone, like, ah, just sounds sounds like Cheap Trick with a shitty singer. Right. Um, and <laughs> do you know what this record is like? Hmm. This record is kind of like, and I like Stone Temple Pilots, but it's kind of like the first Stone Temple Pilots record where it's like they hadn't found their own voice right. yet. And it was just like, all right, well, let's write a song like everyone. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. this song, this is going to, this sounds like Pearl Jam. This sounds like Alice in Chains. This, you know. Right. And uh, that's what this, this record, it feels like all of the creative energies were spent on the production, and and then they were like, all right, kid, rap about your dick. <laughs> right. And then NPR was like, bravo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is exactly what we needed in 2015. Right. Well, it's funny. An, an art rap album about someone's dick. Yeah. The, the song I is like the big single or whatever off this song or off this record. And the sample is um, that lady by Isaac brothers. Oh yeah. Which is, it was a hit song, wasn't it? I mean, I, I mean a know. lot of, a lot of songs sample hit songs. Yeah. Well, a lot of hip hop songs sample hit songs. 
Well, fucking how many rock songs have samples? Right. But what I'm trying to say is like, if you start out with a music bed of a song that's already a hit, <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> you've got pretty good odds. 90% there. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus right. Christ. You just know? need a hook. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, Marilyn Manson got their breakthrough by covering that uh, uh, rhythmic song, right? What did you call them? The Eurythmics? Eurythmic? <laughs> yes. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> the lady with the orange hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of how they got their foot in the door, you know? So. I mean, that and like fucking throwing pages out of burning Bibles into the <laughs> right. fucking crowd and <laughs> cutting himself and. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. I love Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I'm not super into the music, but I read his book, and uh, it was hilarious, highly entertaining, and really made me like Marilyn Manson after reading his book. So, yeah, I mean, I there there are a handful of songs that I I think are fucking like pretty good pop rock. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, this is good. This has got a hook and everything. Yeah, some of it I'm not into, but him. I'm yeah. super into it. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to hang out and have dinner with him or whatever because right, right. he seems like an angry drunk, but um, I'm just, I'm happy knowing he's in the world. Right. You know? Super happy. Yeah. I like how he, you know, pushes people's buttons and it's, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, he embraces this character, you know? Um, yeah. I dig it. So, yeah. I mean, I don't have a Marilyn Manson shirt or anything like that, but. <laughs> like so the here's the thing it. here's the thing that i'm reading here it says um adam bloom discerned connections between Tepimpa butterfly and the writings of psychoanalysts such as well i don't know who these motherfuckers are yeah. i know who freud is like he compared this guy's lyrics to freud and maybe this is part that i missed but it says in an essay published in the some fucking thing uh, some professors described Lamar as the street poet of mental health, noting how To Pimp a Butterfly, as well as its predecessor, Good Kid, Mad City, explore topics such as addiction, anxiety, depression, and resilience. And I guess maybe that's part of what I missed. Maybe I, maybe I missed some of the, the intellectual shit. Right. So... Maybe his voice maybe i couldn't get past his voice to hear some of the deeper stuff he was he was laying out yeah um i think that is my problem as well um you know on first listen his voice was just grating and and i don't typically listen to lyrics anyways i i generally think of lyrics as another instrument you know what i mean i'm not looking for the message and um after listening to this record twice, I did sit down and read some of the lyrics and they were really good and real fucking heavy. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, not for okay. me, you know? Right. Um, but I could see where this would be inspirational or, you know, uh, drudge up feelings for people um, in the black culture, you know? And right. this stuff could be, impo would be important to them. And so, that definitely softened me on hating on this record so much after right. reading those lyrics and being like, Oh, okay. You know, I get it. You right. Know. So, so that's the part that, I mean, I didn't read the lyrics because right. the only time like I 
fucking I listen when I'm driving because right. otherwise I'm like editing video or whatever. I can't while I'm doing that. I can't listen to music. Yeah. So because yeah, I'm editing to music. So maybe that you know I wish that I would have done that. I wish maybe I'll go back and do that and then listen to the record again. Yeah, I would. I I think that's a good idea. You know, I mean, I feel I don't like music that's homework. You know, you know what I mean? It's like Dylan, he says something, you can't take it at face value. It has all these underground meanings. You know what I mean? Every fucking line and it's exhausting. Um, and that's, <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I got from this was, you know, every line has a lot of thought put into it. You know, it's not just rhyme. And so, right. you know, to, to get the full experience, you need to fucking analyze this stuff or whatever, you know? And See, that I appreciate. You know, I just want to hear, I'm a Kiss fan. I want to hear Suck Me, Fuck Me lyrics. You know? <laughs> just <laughs> well, big, I think there are some of those dumb, in here. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of that in here. But you know what I mean? It, so, yeah, after reading some of the lyrics, I was like, oh, okay, this makes more sense why people are super all about this record. And, it, you know, I'm not. So Right. I did like the jazz, you know, uh, stuff in this record. I like the Parliament feel. I like the Stevie Wonder feel to some of it. Um, I like that George Clinton was on it. Um, you know, uh, I, I did not care for the uh, what's the song he collaborated with Tom Waits on, Mama. What <laughs> the, the song with all the pots, the fucking spoons <laughs> on the pots and pans and shit. I was like, oh my God, is Tom Wait is this Tom Waits episode again? Oh God. That's um, amazing. But yeah, I thought Wesley's theory was good. I like King Kunta. How much is of a how much a dollar costs is really good. The Black of the Berry was good. The lyrics are heavy as fuck. Um I, I thought the kick drum and snare sound were great on those on those uh on that song. Um the song You is a little tough to listen to. And um yeah. There's, so. there's only one song that I really, that was like an exceptional challenge for me to listen to. And it was because the, it's such a fucking stylistic hurdle for me, but the kick and the bass line were, first of all, it was like, it was like a weird disjointed beat, but then the bass line and the kick didn't, didn't line up. Okay. Which was a stylistic choice. Yeah. You know? which, which song like, was that? No. fuck i don't remember <laughs> that's all right the one that sucked uh it didn't suck i just you know wasn't your thing no that's fine yeah um i think that it was it no nope. let's see i'm gonna find it <laughs> it wasn't that it might have been for sale no Nope. That's the Tom Waits one. Tom Waits one. <laughs> hmm. It uh, there wasn't a lot of production in it, and so the the beat was super pronounced. Right. <sighs> I think uh, I. Lo I think uh, I love that um, the beginning of Hood Politics is um, it's not a sample, but it's kind of cribbed from the song "That's All" by Genesis. It's like a slowed right. down version. <laughs> Jennifer's like, what is this song? I'm like, it's That's All by Genesis. <laughs> what song is That's All? Uh, oh, 
I can be wrong. I can be right. Yeah. It's funny. While we were driving, I thought about that song, and yeah. while we were listening to this, and so it must have eluded me. Yeah. And that that song creeped in. Yeah. Yeah. It's Amazing. like a really slowed down version with um, like a kind of a wobbly effect on. Uh, what do they call that? It's on a keyboard. I forget. Tremolo. Mm, kind of. Yeah. I, it's funny. I have like a big 88 key keyboard with there's like a big knob that says what to do on it what it does and i can't remember what it says is it like the spinning speaker <clears throat> yeah 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 i don't know is it the whipsy doodle you want me to whipsy doodle <laughs> no that's okay. not that important all right <laughs> you can put it in the um, episode notes <laughs> there you go i wonder if anybody reads those i don't know yeah i don't know um yeah, so one thing I was thinking about when, uh, you know, I was listening to this record was, you know, between NWA, what, 30 years ago, 31 years ago now, and this guy and, and everyone in between talking about Compton, how has Compton not become completely gentrified at, by the, at this point? You know what I mean? Like, I'm surprised people don't move there. Like, I'm surprised like a bunch of white kids haven't moved there wanting to make it in hip hop. And then accidentally completely gentrified this that city, you know? Uh fuck. I don't I mean, I don't know why. Maybe And I mean Yeah, I don't you know. know. Do the do the guys that make it that come from Compton just bail on Compton? Or do they, you know I think so. I think you kinda have to. Oh, but man. what the fuck do I know? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine can you imagine staying in fucking coon rapids and making it and staying <laughs> right like well everyone I don't know. would be fucking hitting you up for shit all yeah. the time like remember that time we rode bikes together why don't you let me hold a hundred bucks <laughs> you know it's yeah. like that was a long time ago man and you know i worked really hard and did something and you didn't yeah like if you know or just one is lucky uh you know, it's like Oakland has been totally gentrified. And I mean, I remember when Oakland was gnarly. Well, yeah, Oakland, and it still is a little gnarly in places, but Oakland was a fucking pretty rough spot. Yeah, but now I think it's, you know, I mean, I was just reading an article the other day about how all these... Yeah, there's wheatgrass on every corner. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm just surprised that hasn't happened. You know, I mean, it's Southern California. Like I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, Maybe, I'm not saying I wanted I mean, to. <laughs> I'm just su yeah. surprised, you know, that. No, it's interesting. I mean, people have been I, like all these parts of Brooklyn are, are gentrifying and, and, uh, why? Yeah. Why not there? Well, maybe it has. Right. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. When was the last time you drove through Compton? Uh, 2005. You wouldn't last the fucking. You wouldn't last 20 minutes in Compton. <laughs> you want to hear a funny story? I don't know if I should post this or not. Or if we, we should edit this uh, out. I not, drove but. through Compton after a Morrissey concert. Me and <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, Me I went, and uh, my roommate from the Marine Corps, just fucking two lily white fucking crew cut, pompadour crew cut, wearing leather jacket, wearing dudes, driving a fucking rental honda through compton trying to the lost <laughs> yeah trying to find our way back and like we realized where we were and it's funny because it was like 
you know, it's 1992. Right. Um, and so we're like, I don't know, not scared, but, but definitely aware that we were in a place where, you know, something could happen. Right. So we were just like, well, fuck, let's get, you know, let's get out of here. Like, let's not fucking stop at the service station, basically. Yeah. Now even downtown LA is gentrified. Yeah. That's where all the fucking, you know, fancy pants, young people, music clubs and art galleries and stuff are. Right. So weird. It was just such a fucking weird part of LA because it's, it was the least traversed part of LA, which is in any other town is the most heavily visited part of town, downtown, you know? Right. Well, um, I, I mean, I don't know that it used to be like, wasn't like even uh, like Times Square was super sketchy in the seventies and stuff. Right. So, yeah, but it was, it was heavily visited. Yeah. Like downtown true. LA was just like practically the walking dead fucking yeah. scene. You know, it was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. We rented an, an entire building and shot a video in it once. Oh, really? Yeah. And like that, 2001, you know, is that where you did the one 2000 alien ant alien no. crime syndicate? No. Okay. No. Sorry. Uh, it was a Harvey danger video. Oh, you're in a Harley Harvey Danger video? I am in a Harvey Danger Really? Video. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Sad sweetheart of the rodeo. Oh, Jesus. All right. Hold on. I got to look this up. Mm, I don't I don't know if I perform or not. Mm, I have some great outtake photos from that Sad video. Sad sweetheart for the rodeo. Okay. I'm going to need to um, put it in our show notes. So <laughs> The the alien crime syndicate video that you are familiar with, mm-hmm. what I didn't remember that Jeff Rouse told me when I had him on the podcast was yeah, that, listen to that one. Was that that wasn't even a rock club. It was just some fucking building <laughs> that they rented and built a rock club inside of. Right. And spent a shitload of money yeah, you know, where, on production and everything. That's where the budget went. It was just like, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? We did have wow. pyro. That was pretty cool. That, that is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Pyro's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I've never um, had any kind of pyro on stage, uh, although I have breathed fire on stage. So Is that is that right? Yeah. That's fun. Excuse that was, me. That's fun. Yeah. The first time, uh, first time I ever breathed fire, Breathe is it is it breathed fire is that the right pr- pronunciation? I don't uh, know. Was the first time I ever took acid with uh, and I was with John Guffey and I decided I want to I want to figure out how to breathe fire. So, uh, <laughs> we did it at our practice space and then uh, a couple weeks later we played a show and I did it at the show. So, <laughs> but you you taught yourself while you were on acid? Yeah. I mean, basically, you just put Everclear in your mouth and spit it out at a flame and hope you don't set your head on fire. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's all I did. Worked really well. So, You don't drink. I do not. Have you ever been a drinker? I was. Um, as a teenager, you know, I dabble with drinking a little bit. And then oh, I drank one night a bunch um, so much that I got alcohol poisoning really bad. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good story. If you want to hear it, it's a little long, but yeah, for how, it. I mean, 
it, no, it seems like minutes. I mean we're we're in it. All right. So I got alcohol poisoning. I didn't know it at the time. And <clears throat> I was living at home. I was probably 16, uh, living in an apartment with my mom and my sister. And I come home and the my bedroom door opens into a hallway that's about um, eight feet long. And then at the end of the hallway is a door that opens and there's a bathroom. And when you open the door, you see the toilet. So if you're sitting on the toilet, you, it, you can open the door directly in front of you. So hopefully that gives you an idea of the layout. Okay. So I'm feeling sick. I feel like I'm going to throw up and I go, um, I had laid down in my bed for a little bit and I'd taken off all my clothes and I, I feel like I'm going to throw up. So I go into the bathroom and I'm on my hands and knees and I start throwing up and it's the most violent vomiting that's ever happened in my life. Oh yeah. When you've got alcohol poison poisoning, your body is convulsing and right. yeah. It's coming out of my my mouth, my nose, uh tears coming out of my eyes. It felt like the wax in my ears was melting. It was that if I felt like a sponge and someone was wringing me out. As I'm vomiting, um I feel it feels like my butt's wet, right? And I I I'm just like whatever, I must be having some gas or something, you know, like it's gas is coming out. So Guffy is peeing on your butt. <laughs> I get done uh, throwing up and I, I, I kind of sit back and I lean up against the cupboard and I look down in the hallway and I had shit, uh, diarrhea for about six feet down the hallway. A That's ton, disgusting. A ton of diarrhea. I'm so sick. I can't do anything about it. So I kind of crawl over the diarrhea back into my bedroom I go lay down in bed, go to sleep, and I wake up a little while later and I hear my mom screaming. My mom had come home and she, when she opened the apartment door, she could smell it. <laughs> and she comes in, she goes into the, um, the hallway and she sees this crazy brown streak and she, it was so fucked up. It didn't even register to her that it was poop or diarrhea she thought I had murdered our cat. So she like hits wow. my bedroom door open. She's like, what the fuck did you do to my cat? And I'm like, I'm still drunk, you know? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's screaming at me. I'm like, I was sick. I think I pooped all over the hallway. <laughs> like, and she's like, well, get out of here and fucking clean it up. You know? And I'm like, I can't, you know, and she's so mad. And she fucking slams the door. I'm laying in bed and I hear her out, out in the hallway here scrubbing right i and i feel like i'm gonna vomit again so i open the door i'm on I'm, I'm on my hands and knees i open the door and i'm like face to face with my mom who's also on her hands and knees scrubbing the carpet and she has two winter scarfs wrapped around her face right so she's so trying she, to help her yeah and she's gagging Oof. and dry heaving because it smells so bad she's like <coughs> And she's scrubbing, right? I can hear her driving. She's driving. So uh, I crawl wow. past her, crawl through the apartment into her bedroom because she had her own like private bathroom in, her, in our apartment. And I sit on the uh, edge of the bathtub and vomit into the toilet. Um, and I had shit all in the tub <laughs> that time, right? <laughs> so I come crawling back. And I like have to like push it. We're both on all, all, you know, all fours and I'm totally naked, covered in shit and vomit. 
and she's dry heaving and I, and I, she stops and she just gives me the meanest look. And I just said to her, yeah, there's shit in your tub now too. <laughs> just crawl back in my bedroom. <laughs> so yeah, that was the last, uh, that was that the was, last time you drank at all. Uh, I, I drank one, you know, every once in a while I'll have like a Boone's farm or something, you know, like a glass of teenage girl wine. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, it's not for me. I, you know, I can, I can get thrown in jail totally sober. I don't need, don't need <laughs> to, to be, be drunk, drunk to raise hell. Right. And so, yeah, it's not for me. So, uh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Good for you. A lot of people takes them a lot, a lot of those experiences. Right. right. Took me a lot. Yeah. I just, you know, it was like a combination of that. And, you know, a friend of mine, Kurt said, you know, cause he had heard what happened. He was a couple of years older than me. And he's like, you know, we're trying to be professional athletes and doing shit like that is going to stop you from being a professional athlete, you know, getting sucked down into drinking or drugs or, you know, getting a girl pregnant on accident. Those are the things that are going to keep you from being a, a professional BMXer. And he's like, you just need to make a decision as to what you want to do. And who is this friend? <laughs> what a my friend, Kurt Schmidt. He was, uh, probably one of the most important people in my life as far as shaping, you know, who ended up being and, and that sort of thing. So had a big what influence. A, what on a life. good bunch of advice to get. Yeah, for sure. He was a uh, quite the older brother mentor type to me when I was a little youngling. So, but more importantly, you looked up to him enough that you actually listened to him because oh, yeah. a lot of people told me a lot of shit that I didn't give a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Kurt was like still a sponsor. Do. Let's yeah. be honest; they still do. People tell me a lot of shit. Yeah. Now, Kurt was like a sponsored amateur and uh was probably the best writer in our entire state he had gotten coverage in magazines and stuff at that point and you know it kind of taken me under his wing you know um it was like i you know he came from like a middle class family like an upper middle class family so he had uh some disposable income and so the kind of the unspoken uh deal was like i would work on his bike and fix his bike and do all the grunt work you know i would film him and you know, fix his flats and all that shit. And he would kind of cover the costs for me, you know, like when we stop at McDonald's after we ate and he'd buy me McDonald's and whatever, you know? So, um, yeah. Oh, that dude a lot. And John Wold and some other guys like that. So, um, yeah, I was super lucky to have those guys. Wow. Um, <laughs> that's rad. Yeah. Uh, and then John got me taking acid. <laughs> 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 well, I that mean, was fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's be honest. You, Doc Ellis pitched a no hitter on acid. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I know that baseball players aren't exactly the peak athletes. You know, as far as like performance athletes, right? Right. But to pitch a no hitter. Yeah, it's pretty on acid? wild. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I can't do anything on acid. <laughs> like, I remember, you know, like falling off my bike and then while well, I was tripping and then thinking like, maybe I broke my leg and I just don't feel it. You know? 
<laughs> Did you ever drive on acid? No. It was just a downward spiral after that. So <laughs> Did you ever drive? Drive on acid? No. Yeah. No. I no. did. Probably, I mean, you know, there I did a lot of things that I definitely could have been arrested or gone to jail for, but right. driving on acid was something that I did that was really stupid, but was really fun and I felt like I was really good at it when I was doing it. <laughs> you know, like those yeah. people like, I drive better when I'm drunk. Right. No, you don't, you fucking right. idiot. But I did feel like I drove really well on acid. Like I was, <laughs> it felt so much like a video game because right. everything looks so fucking crazy and pixelated. And, and it was night. So, you know, yeah. there's that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to fuck yourself up, that's fine. But, you know, when you're putting other people at risk, Pretty That's bad not scene. fine. So yeah, I try not yeah, to yeah, yeah. put up. Not particularly proud of those. Right, moments. right. I'm not, you know. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I had been in a, a really bad car accident with a drunk driver and yeah, who, who died and stuff. And so, you know, uh, ever since the then, drunk driver did. Yeah, the drunk driver. I didn't die. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the drunk driver did. Um Wait a minute, so, you're trying to tell me you have you you have a pulse? <laughs> Barely, according to my Apple Watch. It's like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Do you give it, do you care about your Apple watch? I had a, an old one and I thought it was terrible and a huge waste of money. Uh, it was a series two. And then I had a, like a tele, tele appointment with my cardiologist, a teletubby with my cardiologist the other day. And, uh, she was wearing a Apple watch and you know, the Apple watch has a bunch of heart monitoring stuff on it. And I was like, Hey, I noticed you're wearing an Apple watch. Do you think it's it's legit, you know, as far as the heart monitoring stuff. And she said, yeah, um, it'll like, uh, you can do like a ECG or whatever on it. And you can actually share the ECG with me over like, you know, we have this thing called my chart and where you can email your doctor or whatever. Anyway, she's like, yeah. So if you had weird heart readings, you can send them to me, you know? And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you know? So she's like, she yeah. doesn't automatically just know your heart rate at any given time she can't just like check in on you no <laughs> that'd so, be creepy she'd totally know when you were masturbating <laughs> <laughs> well it's midnight and jamie's heart rate's up it says he's walking really fast um yeah no 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 she uh yeah she said it was she it was, said it was good and so and i do this thing where i everything i buy uh, over the month i put it on a credit card and then i just pay off the credit card at the end of the month you know so i like get all these wish i could do that (laughs) cash back things you know and uh so i looked at getting a watch and it was like use your cash back points on this purchase of this watch and so i got a new apple watch and it only ended up costing me 50 bucks out of pocket so nice yeah so that was pretty cool yeah i kind of feel like i want to get one (laughs) yeah i don't know that's worth it (laughs) because they're like 400 bucks or something right or yeah yeah. It's not worth 400 bucks, you don't think? No. I mean... Really? Well, what is it going to do for you? Well, I like the... I like the... Uh, not have to text by... I, I like not having to take my phone out to look at what time it was. Because it's... Let's, yeah. Let's face it. It's a watch. Right. Right? But, but yeah. like, is it $400 worth of a pain in the ass to not pull your phone out of your pocket? Well, I think that there are just, I think that the convenience of being able to look at your wrist to see what time it is, 
Right. And not look at your phone and then you see the notifications and you go down the rabbit hole of distraction. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. You I know think what you, I mean. I, I do know what you mean. I, th- I think you're going to be disappointed. Oh, really? Because you still go down the rabbit hole? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'll look at it for the time and, oh, I know exactly what temperature it is outside all the time, but who gives a shit, you know? And sometimes I look at the notifications or whatever, but like responding to people on the phone, uh, on the watch is a bummer, uh, serious hit or miss. Uh, you know, it's not like you can jaw. I mean, I guess you could get the cellular one, but then you have to pay like an extra 10 bucks a month on your cell bill or 15 bucks or whatever it is. So you don't have to. And the text is text is no good. <sighs> not really. I mean, you can like send a smiley face. You can respond with an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Right. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's not worth it in my opinion, but you know, Hey, check this out. Yeah. This is a hard turning point in this conversation. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? Sure. All right. So here's the deal. I've got 6% battery left on my laptop. All right. And and my charger is in the other room. So we can either grade and bounce right now, or I can go get my charger. I think. But but I'm ready to grade. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. We're in agreement. I'll go first even. I feel okay. perfectly fine about it. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't like this record. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I I appreciate a, there are a lot of things that I appreciate about it, but all in all, mostly I just don't understand this record. Right. I don't understand why people think it's brilliant. Um and but we already established that I need to go read the lyrics. Yeah. So I'll do that, and maybe that'll be the thing that changes it all for me. But I, at the moment, I feel like it's overrated, and I, I give it a B minus. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I thought I was going to give my grade, and you were going to be way lower than my grade. Um, I think this album's not for me, and I don't understand it. Um, I do like a lot of the production on it. But, you know, like if you're listening to this show and want to know, hey, (laughs) my tastes are in line with Jamie's. I hate everything and I'm an old crusty punk rocker guy. (laughs) Should I listen to this album? The answer is no. Uh, I mean, I I think for I, I think for the people that it's for and the people that get it and the people that are. You know, like if you are into Dylan and you're into reading the lyrics and trying to figure out what they're all about and, and, and the deeper meaning of things, you might be super into this record. And so I don't want to say, you know, this isn't a diesel and dust, you know, or a kid a (laughs) where it's just like, nah, this is just bad. You know, uh, it's just not for me. And so I think because of that, I'm going to give it, yeah, a C plus C plus. Yeah. It's, you know, it's all right. Still pretty close to my grade. Yeah, not too far off. But, you know, I, I, I feel like you like this record less than I do, but you gave it a B minus. <laughs> I don't know if I liked it less than you do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I liked it the same. I Maybe. just have a better standard for grading than you yeah. do. We've established that. Yeah, you're, you're a nicer guy than I am. So, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't know that already? So. I don't know that that's, I don't think anyone could listen to this and draw that conclusion. Maybe not this episode, but I think if they listened to all of our episodes, (laughs) they would definitely come to that conclusion. 
If yeah. someone, if there are people out here who have listened to every episode, these are people who should have joined the Marine Corps because they love to <laughs> suffer. <laughs> these motherfuckers yeah. love to suffer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what's next week? What is next week? I, also, I don't know what's going to happen f- with the cover for this. Because it's all you, man. This, there's this, just this there's week. a lot of language that I'm not comfortable repeating. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what's going to happen there, but something is going to happen, right? And you're going to have it by I guess Monday night. Uh, next week we're doing the Kinks Village Green Preservation oh, Society. Awesome! You know, I went through a phase where I listened to this record almost nonstop. Have you oh, ever really? gone through a? Yeah, it's an incredible record. Nope, never heard it. Um, probably my favorite. Well, yeah, no, I I love the Kinks. I I fucking love the Kinks, and this record is uh is incredible. So. Yeah, I'm looking a, forward a to plus. it. A+. Let's you know, move the, on. What's next? The that's it. Oh, after a that. Plus. <laughs> yeah. A+. plus. Let's move on. <laughs> no, nah, it'll be uh it'll be good to listen to. It's great. I hope that you like it because yeah, me too. Uh, the kinks I have heard I have liked, so. This is not like the kinks you've heard this oh, record. Okay. It's this is not like a gang gang. It's not power chords and you know, this is yeah. This no, is so a I'm different flavor. Like <laughs> you will i think you will they're fucking amazing song great songs you know yeah yeah all right dingling all right Dieter. uh next week the kinks village green preservation society yeah dude all right everybody all right stay uh stay safe in the snow and uh let me know if you get a snowmobile on craigslist man i will <laughs> all right dude see ya <laughs> bye bye Go to